There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. James, can you do Eddie Murphy's laugh? Lucy? It's absolute toss. I never heard it. He goes, <laughs> as if you've never heard Eddie Murphy <laughs> laugh. Does he not? Is it a bit more intake? <laughs> that's a yeah, donkey. That's good. Well, yeah, he, he played a donkey, didn't he? He did play a donkey. Yeah. Shrek, you're right. Donkey. <laughs> All of us? <laughs> 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 Hi, I'm Dean Windass, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Ladies and gentlemen, lovely to have you back. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Come on in, my darlings. Hello! Uh, Pete's here. Hello! James or Jim is here. Hello! And Luke or Lukey is here. Alright. Uh, <laughs> in the light uh, of Spurs hammering Wigan, <laughs> 9-1. Uh, gentlemen, what is your favourite thrashing from the ages? Pete, fancy it? Yes, yes I do, Marcus. <laughs> Bobby Robson, first home game in charge, 8-0, Sheffield Wednesday. Hey! Up yours, up yours, everyone. The most predictable... Up yours, Lukey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Five goals for... Uh, the Republic Alan. of Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> for Amiobi, was it? <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. Nigerian international, sure, Amiobi. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm. Well, later will be greater. Um, this year I've got five in that game But uh, Luke, what have you got for us? Um, I'm going to go for the game If you remember where Chris Kamara Was going absolutely mental <laughs> A game Force. of football When Portsmouth beat Reading At Fratton Park 7-4 Yes, of course And um, I, I The bionic it, hand of Marcus Hanneman Had his, his yeah, day exactly. that day, didn't it? it, when, it when it went 6-4 or 7-4 four, four, <laughs> Uh, Jeff Stelling went over to Chris Kamara in the crowd and he was just nowhere to be seen yeah. and they just popped on and went I just don't know anymore Jeff I just don't know you tell me what the score is everything's going in yeah, 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 yeah. that was a good one so not only do you, do you score yep. four away from home and get nothing out of the game you also ship seven <laughs> and well, lose Chris Kamara a 7-4 scoreline for the home team would suggest that Luke uh, only a three goal mar- margin but I think we can all agree it was a thrashing yeah yeah, well, um, uh, Jim or James? I'm going to go for one with a, uh, a three-goal uh, lead as well, which um, was when Southampton beat Man United 6-3. Oh, yeah? Um, mm. I've mentioned this before, but do you remember Man- the excuse after the game from Man United was that the players couldn't see each other in the grey kit? Right? That was the wrong game. It was when they beat them 3-1. Are you, sh- are you sure? Yeah. Uh, all right, well, even so, I think Southampton deserve credit for beating an invisible team. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I must say. But yeah, that 6-3 was incredible, wasn't it? Because it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, it wasn't as if Man United were in terrible form. That was just Southampton were perennial strugglers as well. Yeah. So it was a bit out Them of and form. Coventry really, really sort of lingered for years. Do you know, I think Letizia, one of the goals he scored in that game may have won goal of the season. When he jinxed, he sort of nicely on... on each foot he went past and in between two players and then dinked it over who's, who's that? Mm. Letizia. Hall of Famer. Not heard of him. Hall of Famer. <laughs> He's in your own Hall of Fame, mate. So. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Dean yeah back up at the back, behind the old bag of cement gone hard. That's where he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for a three goal margin as well. It's when England beat Holland four one at Euro ninety six. Good thrashing that was. It was a very good thrashing. It, it, it was a better. It, they 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 sort of in a way England deserved to score more then. They yeah, they could have done. Was yeah. a poor Dutch side, to be honest. To be fair, oh, I mean, it was a brilliant performance from England. But they're in disarray. Yeah. Like, Dan- Clive was playing, wasn't he? Seedorf, Danny Blind, coming back. Yeah, yeah, but they were tearing themselves apart. Michael Reisinger. I can remember it being an all right Dutch. Some of the Dutch yeah, side had already got points. 
I'll have him if I want him. Wasn't, wasn't that one goal that, uh, that that Holland scored? Didn't that effectively stop eliminate Scotland? Scotland? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Scotland, so that was even better. Well, <laughs> no, no. I, I would say um, Scotland's lost to England probably eliminated. Yeah, them. yeah. But if it had <laughs> yeah. stayed four 0 Clive didn't nip in. Yeah. they'd have gone through as well. They would have gone through. Yeah. Oh, it's unfortunate. Um, but the um, who's, who's having the points then, big man? Do you know what? I'm going to give it to James. Yes! You lied. You said you were going to give them to yourself. No, obviously I've never got the game wrong that. and everything where they're invisible and I still <laughs> get points. <laughs> no, because I remember that 6 3 was, it was quite the, the hammering. Because didn't they lose to Newcastle 5 1 a few games later as well? Because Man United. 5 0. 5 0. 5 0. Another. Sure is that the same season? That as well, is that right? Yeah. yeah. They, they, no, sure. I think she no, only got no, the one. I think no, it was it, five it was, individuals. It was very spread out, wasn't it? Ferdinand it's scored one, Ginola scored one, and Albert Shearer scored one. and Albert. One, five individuals. Albert! Bloody knows he's Newcastle, doesn't yeah. he, Pedro? <laughs> it was five individual <laughs> yeah. scorers. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, well, you can't say that about Tottenham because Jermaine got five on his own. Amazing. It's an Fantastic. unbelievable performance. Got hats off to Tottenham. Clinical. That's uh, Jermaine Defoe, not Jermaine <laughs> Jackson, in case anybody's yeah. new. Um, do you know that obviously it was 1 0 at half time, which is weird? Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, I'm not joking, they could have had 15. Yeah, no, they were First they half, played like, out of the skin. First half, they hit, hit the bar, didn't they? A couple of times, I think, what's his name? Crouchy. Yeah. He squandered a few headers, yeah. as he sometimes does. But even Defoe missed a couple as well. Yeah, but I mean, they were very, very tight, weren't they? Defoe was absolutely on fire. It's just, I mean, David Bentley's <laughs> goal, sort of coming off the back of Kirkland's head, sort of summed it all up. He's not going to get it. He's not going to get that goal, no, is he? No, yeah. Yeah. It's a shame because Kirkland actually had a good game. Mm. He did. Every, everyone in the Spurs shirt played well. I mean, Aaron Lennon was superb. Yeah. Defoe was superb. Crouch was very good. Palacios was the beating heart of the side as he sort of proved himself to be over the last month or so, um, or even longer. Even and um, Crankell played excellently. Mm. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, I think it was just one of the. The thing is, though, what I will say, you got to caveat it slightly because for that sort of result to happen. Obviously, the team who win have got to play very well indeed, but the team who are, who are losing have also got to be abysmal, and, yeah. and Wigan were abysmal. Well, I mean, well they, they were. They singled him out on match of the day, but um, Eric Edmund just had a torrid afternoon. <laughs> he just wasn't getting close <laughs> to Lennon. It was like he was scared of him. Yeah. Do you remember? Eric Edmund used to play for Spurs. He did, yeah. He scored yeah. an absolute yeah. belter for Spurs. At, well, at Anfield. Yeah. It was right. one of the best strikes you'll ever see. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, I mean, do you Maybe think... he's still on the books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you th- do you think that... Um, you know, we, immediately after the Brazil friendly, we, you know, Wright Phillips is not getting the best of uh, reviews mm. from the ramble oh. included. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then and then Aaron Lennon puts in a performance like that. Yeah. I don't know how anybody could ever sort of imagine that SWP would uh, would, would take any sort of position above uh, a man who could put in such a performance. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was fantastic. But, I mean, we were talking about Woodgate for England. Yeah. I think he was at fault for their goal, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> massive handball. Yeah, it huge. was massive handball. <laughs> but, then, but then also, I think, a handball from Woodgate as well, because I think he punched it and it was on there. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll let him off that one. <laughs> but, look, you said previously that you said Aaron Lennon can't cross a ball, but he had about four assists when he... Yeah, he played... He definitely played well at yeah, uh, the weekend. Um, I don't. I don't know if I was. I'm quite not saying all oh, that. Oh, he must go to the World Cup. No, obviously, it's one know, game. But I don't know if I was quite that harsh. Maybe I was. Um, but he. I know. I, I said there are question marks over his final. Well, point. your it's, precise it's words were, "Well, he can't cross a ball." Okay. He's crossing has let him down in the past. Let's not shy away from that. But obviously, he's, he's improving it, which is brilliant. Well, he's listened to me and he's improved. And I think, <laughs> I think that's all credit to him. And that's all you can ask for. Well, done to him trend, and, it? and to me. Have you seen, uh, <laughs> have you seen Wigan, the Wigan players are personally refunding all the fans? They are. Uh, the 400 of them. Both the fans. <laughs> well, yeah, Ma- Mario Malkiot, the captain, said that uh, we feel that as a group of players, we badly let uh, down our supporters yesterday. You did. Yeah. Um, and this is a gesture we have to make and pay them back for their tremendous loyalty. They're yeah. playing Sunderland next week as well. <laughs> What, what they should do is they should only give the money back to the fans who stayed right till the end because <laughs> there's only about 40 of them left by the end yeah. of the day. but no to be fair it was a superb performance and I think uh, to pick up on what you guys are saying about England I think that Lennon should be I whether he is or not I'm not sure but he should be ahead of SWP in the in the, uh, in the Christ, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, would you have Domain Defoe on the plane? <coughs> he's on the plane, isn't he? He's got to be. That's cemented his place on the plane. I don't, I don't know if he's starting he's, he's the best finisher in the country yeah, I mean, he, at the moment. He could do what people are sort of Calling for Michael Owen to be in this squad to do. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. a real, real good finish. I'd like to see him and Rooney sort of get a proper couple of games together under their belts. I don't know if we're likely to see that anytime soon. Obviously, obviously there's not a lot of games for the World Cup, but. There's only yeah, one more game left until, they, until then, that's a squad. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, the friendly, that's right. Mm. Um, Jimmy Bullard scored again. Lovely yeah. penalty. It was a yeah. great penalty, wasn't Another it? good game. Hull three, West Ham three. How yeah. about Bullard and David Dunn in the middle of the park for England? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was Dunn's moving on to that. Great form, isn't it? Yeah. Moving on to that. Well, David Dunn 
scored an absolute beauty. Yeah. yeah. The way he kind of uh, he kind of checked his his kind of balance and, and the way he went to strike the ball and then it was almost sort of Burke and Pest. And he ran the length of the pitch yeah. to get on the end of it. Yeah. Let's not forget how long he'd run. He's, he's, yeah. Let's not forget how long it took him. <laughs> 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 he's a funny one, David Dunn, because he was quite a, a promising young player. Yeah. Um, he's had his injuries. He has had his injuries. Knee problems again. But I think. If I'm right in remembering that a lot of people thought he could really go on maybe oh, yeah, push into yeah. the England squad. At, no this was a few years ago, of course. So he has been unlucky with injuries, but I mean... That, that move to Birmingham didn't really work out. I think yeah. he always wanted to go back to Blackburn. I, don't think, I think he probably regrets leaving him. Soonest uh, didn't get on with him, so he sold him against, <laughs> against his wishes, didn't he? Right, mm. and, 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 and it was for a lot of money as well. I think it was for over £5 million, pounds, I think, if, I remember, if I remember rightly. Mm. He looks quite a likeable fellow, David. He looks like he, he enjoys his football. He also looks like he's just going to be a manager. He sort of talks like a manager already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Got that, he's got that desperate down look about him as well. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he's. Um, no, I think he's a good player. I, I just I, obviously the England squad is a bit too. Yeah, of it's course. Probably yeah, a, yeah. A, a leap too far for him. But yeah, he's, he's a good player. I, I'm pleased for him. He's a hard working player, and he and he's also a Blackburn fan, isn't he? So yeah. he's, he's Blackburn boy through and through. So he must be loving it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Ricketts uh, on goal. That was pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> Superb. A mate of mine was arguing. That uh, it wasn't the goalkeeper's thought uh, fault. What, what do you guys think on that? I think. Well, Sam Ricketts, you saw Sam Ricketts saying, "I can't, I couldn't hear you." Yeah. Because because um, was saying, "I called for it, I called for it," and Ricketts did turn around to him and say, "I couldn't yeah. hear you like that." And yeah. actually made the gesture, "I didn't hear you." So it's just a, obviously a breakdown of communication. I think Lee Dixon said a match of the day too that what is um, the goalkeeper coming out for? Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's got to try and tackle Benny McCarthy, isn't he? If he's if. If well, McCarthy's right on him. He's outside the there, box. There was yeah. a weird bit on match there too. Actually, it came. Uh, there were um, too good, too bad. Or <laughs> mental that bit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, crazy! Um, <laughs> but they were promoting <laughs> some program, and then uh, it, it came <clears> back <throat> in the studio. J.J. Charles, I surely let out. He, he dropped the f bomb. <laughs> oh, there was a. I didn't think. I didn't I, hear I the swear. He went, and, and he and he f me off or something. He, he's f me off before. Oh exactly. really? I heard something. I didn't. I didn't I'm, hear I'm that. sure he dropped the f bomb. All the kids are doing it. I swear it. Everyone's doing that. Following fucking me about. <laughs> Plenty of uh, international rugby on the uh, BBC next Saturday. Another home draw for Liverpool. Good point at home for them. Another draw <laughs> yeah, for City. Yeah. <laughs> I say that pretty much every week now. It's yeah, yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? I, I like Dadabayo's uh, header. Always always head down. Always yes, head down. Yeah, classic. It was very good for Liverpool to leave him unmarked and not have a man on the post. It was very, yeah. it, it was very charitable. Yossi <laughs> Benayoun was sub for a sub as well, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, feel, feel bad for him. He's one of their best players. In my Scored opinion. again. And it's a, I tell you, that, that all, this all adds up to make it an even better weekend for Tottenham because obviously Man City and Liverpool dropped points, um, mm. Arsenal lost. Uh, I think Arsenal will probably finish comfortably above Tottenham, if I'm honest. But, um, it's, but it's, it's Liverpool you've got to worry about, isn't it? Top four wise. Yeah, if Arsenal. Arsenal will, like this. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Arsenal will. Um, Arsenal will be will be fine. I think they'll they'll finish third or above. Um, I, I don't think they'll win next weekend against Everton. Who Liverpool? Liverpool. I think, oh, yeah, I, I think they will. Well. Personally, I think they'll they'll well, win that and sort of go on a bit of a run. That's they just they, the just, they, they they scored that first goal and then they just sat back and just invited uh, Man City back onto them. Yeah, it was weird. Well, we've got not, we're not playing any sort of confidence. That's, that's the problem. Well, I I, I've actually tipped them to beat Liverpool, Everton. Yes, I've have you? Are we in our Betway prediction? In our little predictions, we're yeah. Doing, we're doing a derby special this this week. We're doing um, the, the, the treble. The, yeah, we're doing a Liverpool derby. We're going to do the um, Arsenal Chelsea, El Clasico, and the uh, Arsenal Chelsea London yeah, derby. Yeah. I, I very nearly won my treble last week. But bloody West Ham let me down. <laughs> I got. Um, I've got. I've gone for those three games. I've got. Yeah, Barcelona let me down as well. Fucking Drew, didn't they? Um, I've gone for three draws: Everton, Liverpool, Barcelona, Real, and um, Arsenal, Chelsea. Three I've gone draws. for draws in Arsenal, Chelsea, and the El Clasico. But I reckon. I think Liverpool. Win. Um, Pete, if I remember correctly, you go on for Chelsea to win, Liverpool to draw, and uh, Real to beat Barca. Oh, it's Barca. a controversial so one. Everyone's dead in Barcelona, it seems. Everyone's injured. Yeah, yeah they are struggling as well. We're not struggling. No, because right, we're going to go and watch them against Inter. Yeah, yeah. we are. I'm by taking my boots. We'll by have been by the time you hear this. That's right, yeah. I'm taking my boots along. I watched uh, Real versus uh, Racing uh, Santander. Santander, and uh, it, it was a really, it was a really good match actually. Yeah, um, the fella uh, is it Benzema, Benzema. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he he scored this uh, like a some player flicked on, and it was just like the Ibra goal. Oh, oh yeah, it, it, it was disallowed. It was so disappointing. Oh, there was a couple of really good disallowed goals in that match. Well, they've gone top for the first time in about mm. two years, I think. Mm. Higuain again. Mm. A goal that wasn't disallowed was of course Willem Gallas's goal against. Ireland, which put them through an Ireland out of the World Cup. Mm. 
We've all heard the opinions, yeah. apart yeah. from the Ramblers' opinions. <laughs> well, you sort of have, because I write a bit of a blog on it. Well, I, yeah, I've Which I think literally tens of people have read. <laughs> and I'm one of them. And it's a bloody good blog, that. Thank you very much. It was, it was. So-so. Um, Roy Keane had an opinion. Mm. That's, what, that's, that's surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did, he, he was fierce. He in, was very forthright on his uh, opinions. Did he use it as a, as, a, as a stick to beat the FAI with? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Who cleared they the bar? Love yeah. each cleared other. the fucking bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, this is a note to any journalist that may be listening: is is turn your bloody phones off. Yeah. Oh, we'll I, put I don't this know, on Ramble Tube. I don't yeah. know if anybody saw this, um, but it's been uh, all over them internets. That uh, Roy Keane. We'll talk about what he said. Um, but the, uh, one of the journalists' phones went off during, yeah. and and Keynes was just giving him daggers. Yeah, mm. and he uh, he's like, "You can turn that off." He was like, "Then the, the journalist was like, no, no, I was just going to wait for it to ring off." Yeah, mental. He's like, Keane won't have a He was like, "That's twice it's gone off." No, manners. Yeah, he just went and shook his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> manners. It's terrifying. I, I mean, at the risk of sort of. Um of incurring the wrath or wrath of, of many, many Irish fans of football. I do think Roy Keane's got a lot of um a lot of a lot of valid points in his in his uh, in yeah. his press conference because he I mean, it, it, the thing is, the thing that gets me about, and, and, and I'm, I'm obviously, obviously, got to caveat it by saying England fans do this all the time. Yeah, so of course. I, yeah. I don't, I'm not blaming the Irish particularly. I, I'm sure there are a, a large number of Irish fans who are just a bit like, well, okay, we lost, and, and yep. you know, we should have done this and we should have done that. Thierry Henry's handball wasn't the be all and end all of why I didn't qualify for the World Cup. No. Simple as that. You know, you got to look at um, you got to look at Robbie Keane. You got to look at Damien Duff. I didn't finish chances they had. Um, Ireland didn't press home their advantage. Um, the ball wasn't cleared properly. You know, T- uh, every other player would have done what Thierry Henry did, as, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not con- condoning but or I, defending it. But I think he, I think that at first, like everybody said, it was accidental. But I just it's come off his head. Oh, oh there we no, go. No, no, no. You you can see he controls it with his hands. No, no, no. But that's not the point I'm making. I'm saying he does. He, he originally it's accidental. Then he flicks it up. <laughs> but it's kind of oh, there it goes. Bump, and he just yeah. and, and it's and in a cross. I don't think he's he's not thought about. And why on earth people have mentioned mentioned Henri in the same bracket as Maradona oh, is, is is absolutely yeah. unbelievably stupid. I mean, Henri's got a lot of stick from bitter journalists going, he's clearly not the player he was, he's past it, he's rubbish, he offered no leadership, blah, 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 blah. And like, obviously I'm not <laughs> defending Henri, but it's been such a sort of hysterical knee-jerk well, reaction is, just, just from every, every sort of corner, every angle has been attacked. Well, the thing that inspired me to write the blog was that... Um, Henry Winter in the Telegraph was saying that Henri should be Sepp Blatter should personally ban Henri from the World Cup yeah I mean, that's probably the only solution <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, what, isn't Henri talking about retiring from international football well he said he was going to but he's not now he said but Henri was a little bit I mean the thing is Henri didn't do <laughs> Henri didn't do himself any favours not just with the handball when he knew there was no chance of a replay he starts piping up saying mm. oh they could have a replay you know he, he knew it was never going to happen he was just sort of being a bit of lip service I mean yeah. I, if, if that was me and I was an Irish fan or an Irish player I'd have found that a little bit patronising absolutely yeah I mean, in talking to Richard Dunn at the end, obviously upset a lot of people, and, and understandably so as well. I thought that was an, I thought that was a nice gesture, actually, just having a chat to him after the end. Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't well, see, I don't know. Given the circumstances, personally, I would have found that annoying if I was Irish. I, I think I probably would have done as well. But I mean, each of their own. Yeah, fair enough. No, totally. But um, you know, you talk about bringing in replays and all that kind of stuff. You, you just can't do it, can you? It's just where do you where do you draw the line? Yeah, it would happen all the time. What you'd have to do is you'd have to limit it to a certain amount of appeals per half. Then that's like that system itself is open to abuse. Also. Like oh, sorry, do you mean video replays or yeah. replaying the game? No, I'm talking about video replays. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, well, it works in most other sports. I think as the most popular sport in the world, football could be leading with stuff like this, whereas the, it's not. The trouble is, though, it's in tennis, it's in rugby, but that's a case of did it cross the line or did it not? And that's a stop-start mm. game anyway. Yeah, whereas yeah, well, if did it did, did that, did he bring him down or not? The, well, way, the way I would do it, if I were in charge, which I obviously should be, uh, was I'd, ha- I'd have another official off the pitch watching the game. Obviously, you'd monitor everything. If something glaring happened, then you point it out. Otherwise, you know, yeah. let it go. you got to think of the referees. They get most things right. Obviously, you know, no, you it, are, it's sort you're of correct it's, in saying if that. it's glaring, like it, it looks like they're not doing their job. But like, think of how many decisions they have to make in a game. Well, they it, get most of the things right. I think I really do think it could work, and that it wouldn't disrupt the game too much. No, I think that's a fair comment. I think also, though, I found it funny when people said, "Oh, it's a conspiracy from FIFA." Mm. Well, if it was a conspiracy, they would have allowed the goal that was marginally offside for France, and they would have given what could have been a penalty for France when mm. an Elka. The criticism that's made me laugh most that's been aimed at sort of FIFA has been, "Oh, I bet a Platini will be loving this. He's French." Yeah. Of course he bloody will. Yeah, yeah. I liked it what Dominic <laughs> said. He said, well, everybody who loves the French team is really happy about this. 
<laughs> well, you'd expect so. It's quite uh, weird. Like, like people like Cantona, people like Ginola, uh, they've sort of uh, piped up and sort of said, "Oh, we are disgusted at this. It's disgraceful." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it, it's kind of it um, happens, man. Yeah. The thing is, I think. The only thing that annoys me the most is, is that, you know, people are just so pious about it. Mm. I mean, it's like, you know, everyone, every single player has seeked to gain an advantage. You, you bend the rules all the time. Everyone does it, you know. And Platini, who has strong, been, been always calling for the introduction of video referees, has suddenly been a bit quiet yeah. over the last couple of weeks, which is obviously <laughs> going to happen. My, my main problem with, with, the, with the video refereeing thing is that I just think that, like you say, re the, ref the referees do a, good, a pretty good job, you know. The only way I can see it feasibly working really is the old goal line clearance thing is it go over the, does it go yeah. over the line does it not I don't, I don't see it happening for, for, for I, I say good, that uh, we should just give the ball boys uh, whistles to be honest <laughs> yeah is that right <laughs> is they're well yeah. placed there's enough of them around the pitch Jens yeah. Lehman wouldn't have that <laughs> yeah. let's give Jens Lehman a whistle yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to go I'm going off to raise my children properly yeah, yeah if you had let Jens Lehman in his helicopter floating around the mm. pitch at all times <laughs> yeah good idea a Jens eye view of it all. <laughs> yeah Tony Cascarino's piped up as well oh, they? oh it's a disgrace you're not even Irish yeah yeah you've admitted you just <laughs> lied about it if we carry your on your career's a disgrace if we carry on like this Tony we'll have to replay every single Irish game you played in <laughs> <laughs> effectively <laughs> Swansea have reached their highest league position in 26 years uh, with a 1-0 home win uh, against Derby. It was a lovely goal by Federico Bassone, the Argentinian. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, they could go up, you know, old Swansea. Do you think? I'd like that. I'd like to see Lee Trundle in the Premier League. <laughs> I think it'll be a, a standard too high for him, personally. As, as you said. Well, I'd like to see how he sort of progress, yeah. progressed and sort of whether he would <laughs> still do all those flicks and things. The thing <laughs> about Trundle is he's getting on a bit now. Yeah. And he's, he's also not in, not in the best of shape. I, I, I do like him as a player. He's like thirty-one, is he? Something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's certainly not a young a young buck. No, West Brom are into the into the top two. The uh, good win over Bristol City. And I thought Chris Brunt scored one of the goals of the weekend. Actually, I didn't yeah. see it. Lovely finish. He, he, he ball over the top. Great control. Very smartly around the keeper and just sort of beautiful stuff. Slid it in. It's very tight. Yeah, yeah. Paul Hartley's got a great free kick in that match as well. There's some good goals in there. Consolation effort, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, Bristol City a tenth. That's now. not bad. Well, the thing is, I was just going to say, Championship and League One, League Two are all very close. Well, Bristol yeah. City a tenth, I was going to say. And, uh, only eight points off the top. The amount, when, when I was, when Portsmouth were in the, um, in the second tier, and you still go and watch them every week when I live down there. You, the amount of, it's so difficult to get out of that league. Every yeah, single yeah. team could beat every other team. And Pompey were going to run. It, one season they came seventh, and one season they famously came sort of third and missed out on promotion by a goal. But they would go through sort of runs of winning six in a row, and they would just lose two or three to really mm. sort of average side. I mean, drop down quite significantly. Oh, yeah, it just happens yeah. all the time. It's so yeah. difficult. I mean, it is a far more one. exciting league actually than Premiership. Really, well, yeah, I mean they're, they're all really, really good leagues. Cause, I mean, look at do you remember when D Ian Dowie took over at Palace? It looked like they were going to go down, and they got promoted. Mm. It's just anything can <laughs> yeah. happen. Down we're all keen at Sunderland. Keen at Sunderland. <coughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure it's about the sixth or seventh most supported division in Europe as well. Mm. Well, Speak. I mean, you got to look at the. Uh, the sides who come down from the Premiership and then just go down again, mm. like they just sort of get swallowed up by it and can't yeah. compete in there. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Leeds going, up. I, I, uh, and I think it probably will. They're happen. flying, they're flying. Yeah, absolutely, to be honest. They've yeah, got some great. They don't want to get all of those, keep all of those players. They're, they're mm. doing excellently well. I, 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 and, and to be fair, a lot of people like to bash Leeds and they like to use it as an excuse to hate them because of a, sort of their, their sort of reputation in the seventies and and stuff that's gone on. But I've, you know, they're a genuinely big club. Yeah. For me, they should be in the top tier. You know, of course they should. No yeah. one's got a divine right, and they've and and people. Are, at the top level of that club have misbehaved and that's what are down there but in terms of fan base history and for the size of the club I, I'd mm. absolutely like to see him back up there Elland Road you know is a Premier League stadium it's a wonderful ground well, what's, what's, what's the capacity on El uh, Elland Road because I was really surprised I, you always forget that um, Spurs only played in front of 35,000 at the weekend yeah. and it, yeah. it's weird it's Elland Road's weird. getting on for 40 yeah, yeah. well the, actually the, the third biggest stadium in the Premier League is a stadium of light which is 49,000 yeah. and then after that you've probably got Anfield but um, I mean Old Trafford and or maybe City's ground that's just a bit smaller than the stadium of I think, but yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Old Trafford and the Emirates are obviously the biggest. But yeah, Leeds are a huge club, and I don't think anyone could argue that. Mm. A team that uh, didn't do very well at the stadium a lot on the weekend were, of course, Arsenal. Bunch Ooh. of chokers, apparently. <laughs> Wenger. Wenger was very critical of his own team. He was, seen yeah, much. Yeah. Jimbo, what do you think of that? Well, they, they need that every now and then. He, he does sort of wrap them in cotton wool quite a lot, and it is good that he sort of, you know, he's not exactly sort of tearing chunks out of them in public. But you know, they do need 
Obviously, none, none of us know what Wenger says, sort of uh, in training and stuff like that. But you get the impression he protects them a lot and sort of lets them believe their own hype almost a little bit, which is why you get some sort of quite slack performances sometimes. So you know, I think it's, it's a good, good positive move from Wenger to be honest. I like, I like the way. Done. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I agree with that. I, I also like the way that um, Bent. He's got a bit, of, a bit of a poacher about him as well. He's not mm. just—he's not just on the shoulder of the defender. Good finish. He'll, he'll get in there as well. He's got a good instinct about him. I like Darren Bent a lot. I do. Unless, unless I forget that he scored against uh, Arsenal and Liverpool. You know, he, yeah, he, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't go missing on the, in the big games. I guess with the help of a beach ball. Fortunate one against <laughs> yeah, yeah. Liverpool. But he'll well, take it. Well, I guess, yeah. I guess the Arsenal one was quite fortunate. I think it was a little bit of deflection coming in for, for him getting it. I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I take your point though, Pete. He does. Um, he does score against the biggest. Well, he gets in well. there, doesn't he? You know, he, he just sort of. He, he takes those chances. Sometimes they they come off someone's elbow, but you know, <laughs> people have given him. A, people are happy to give him a benefit of doubt a lot more yeah. because of the way he was treated at Tottenham. I, mm. I think uh, they, people see him as a you know pretty hard working player actually, and a guy who um, who deserves his chance. And, and 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 he was treated badly at Spurs, in my opinion. And since he's been to Sunderland, I knew he'd score goals when he went to Sunderland. I, I, yeah. I just knew he would. I think we all did because mm. he's got the ability and he's, yeah. and he's got the work rate. You'd as have well. Defoe over him uh, for the World Cup. Well, though. I probably would do. Yeah, They're slightly yeah. different players. I think Defoe's got that extra bit of quality. But um, yeah, Darren Bent. It's tough for Darren Bent. We've seen it before for England in the past with people like Andy Johnson, and they get mm. a chance, and a lot of time they're either playing out of position or they're playing against a good team, and it's a friendly. Mm. So it's very difficult to make an impact, especially Absolutely. against Brazil. Even if you are playing up front, look at the Nuge. He's at the nude, but the nude took his chance. Hundred <laughs> percent right. He took Jermaine Defoe's chance, which makes it doubly good. It's doubly good. It's doubly good. Well, give him extra credit for that. Um, but you know, Ben is never going to get much of the ball, and he runs around, and runs his socks off in a Bobby Zamora fashion for about sixty yeah. minutes, or mm. a nude fashion, about sixty-five minutes or whatever it is. And Joe's saying, I, I don't know if he'll go to the World Cup. It's a shame yeah. for him. Yeah. Well, but, we'll, we'll yeah. have to see. But he's um, just running out of chances at t- international level, isn't he? James, you mentioned Arsene Wenger and talking about keeping his players' feet on the ground. Mm. Um, well, one man in that squad definitely has his feet on the ground. Emmanuel uh, Boué, who says he wants to be the new Eddie Murphy. <laughs> don't, we, don't we all, Marcus? Yeah, yeah. I love how I can imagine <laughs> Boué doing that because he has a sort of face where you can imagine him being in a film poster and the sort of expression on his face would yeah. just say. <laughs> That's every Eddie Murphy film has that expression. It would work because I'm definitely finished with the old Eddie Murphy, so we do we do <laughs> we're doing a new one. Yeah. Actually, interesting fact about Eddie Murphy. Well, I'll tell you the fact, and you can judge whether it's interesting or not. Okay. Um, Eddie Murphy is the highest earning Hollywood star of all time, cumulatively. That is interesting. Very odd. You wouldn't what? think it'd be him. You wouldn't guess him, would you? I would have no. gone for Sidney Poitier. <laughs> <laughs> what? But wait, can maybe take that mantle over? <laughs> I think he's got it in his locker. Yeah. Um, what, what happens to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, the fat Eddie Murphy? Yeah. How does he sort of deal with it? He's, he's, he's slumming it in some bit parts of some sitcoms and he's been an extra yeah. at the moment. Um, but Bowie did say, he said, I would like to be um, like Eddie Murphy, the comedian. I love to watch the movies and I always say that after football I dreamed to be an actor. I say that all the time. It doesn't mean to say it's going to happen. I would um, love to see that happen. I would love to be an actor in Hollywood and why not? Uh, I always try to make people happy. The oh, boys can tell you why not, mm. Emmanuel. Well, he is good at play acting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, so he's halfway there. Yeah. And he does make people happy in a way. Mostly other people, not Arsenal mm. fans so much. But, oh, bless him. I think that's a bit out of order having a pop I think thing. he can no, do it. He's becoming a sort of cult figure at Arsenal. You can see him make mistakes before he knows he's going to do it sometimes. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, he's, you know he's, he's a fairly likeable chap in a way. I was going to pillory him, but in our, the, last, the last sentence, I always try to make people happy. It actually warmed my heart a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. you, we all know the thing about Gilberto's um, party, don't we? I well, can, go on, tell us. Right, what before. happened, basically, is Gilberto had a party. I think it was a New Year's Eve party. Um, and it was just a normal party, you know, just a lot of the players were invited. And uh, Emmanuel Abue turned up dressed as a tiger for no reason. Were you there? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> and uh, apparently he hid behind a sofa and waited for Emmanuel um, Adebayor to come in and just sort of jumped out and went... It's mental. <laughs> is that why Adebayor went to Man City? Yeah. Because <laughs> Abue just didn't stop doing it and it was getting really uncomfortable. <laughs> Gentlemen, Debeck and the Los Angeles Galaxy have lost the MLS Cup final on penalties. Gutting. Yeah, I saw that. Curse of England. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Debeck did score his penalty, though. Eldon. Eldon missed his. Uh, Landon Donovan, he was amongst those who missed. He sc- absolutely smashed it miles over the bar. He should have <laughs> bought them all dinner for that. Yeah, he did. Uh, so the Mormons won. Uh, Salt Lake City yeah. took the the cup. Um, Sorry, thank you very much. Um, it's a shame actually for for Galaxy, obviously, because this season they've been tenfold better than last. Oh season. yeah, they were yeah. awful last season. Yeah. yeah, it really has been. Got, it's because they got Bruce Arena. Do you think yeah. maybe because Beckham's actually thought, yeah, I might start 
playing. Trying. Yeah. Uh, I've got to show Milan. I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, though, Beckham he had three. Um, he had three pain-killing pain injections yeah. on his ankle because he was he was still. Um, he said struggling. it wore off after fifty minutes. Yeah, as the game went on, he definitely struggled. He, he was he was like, visibly limping. Well, pain-killing injections oh, it always worries me. All that yeah. kind of talk. Yeah. It's not going to be good for him in the long term, I don't think. Definitely not. no. However. He may have a uh, proverbial ace up his sleeve with the Milan fitness advisor, Jean-Pierre uh, Merciman, because uh, at Milan, I mean, we know that uh, players like Maldini and Costa Curta have gone on past 40. The Milan lab. Yeah, well, well, he's saying, uh, Jean-Pierre is saying that Beckham is in such great shape. Obviously, you know, if he doesn't get a major injury, but that's, you know, as clear as day, uh, he could play until he's 40. He and said... He said, "He said, never mind this World Cup, 2014 as well." Mm. Yeah, the, the 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 detail they go into at the Milan lab is incredible for medical and for medicals, and they sign players and for to get the best out of players uh, um, and, get, and, and 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 sort of increase the length of their career is absolutely unbelievable. Is it actually known as the Milan lab? Yeah. Brilliant. Do you know one of the first things I did for Beckham when he um, when he started when he started playing from training with him? One of the first things that guy did, that Mercer man guy did, was uh, fix a tiny hole in his tooth, and so it was affecting his posture, and so he wasn't running properly, which in long term would um, degrade his muscle. Uh, degrade his muscle. That's incredible. Yeah, and, and that's actually a player. Um, I can't remember his name now. Sissoko, not Mono Sissoko. I think his name was Sissoko, who failed in medical. Because he had um, real bad problems with his teeth, and that's known long term to really affect your pro- posture and your muscle growth and your bone structure, stuff like that. That is incredible. I mean, if Liverpool did that with uh, Aquilani, <laughs> I don't know how Aquilani passed the medical. <laughs> I don't know how any English player passed it because they, they, are, they are. I mean, they, he, does, they, he does stuff like it because he said this is the same guy who earlier on in the summer after Maldini retired yeah. actually said, "I, I advised Paolo Maldini he could play on for another two seasons, but he just didn't want to." That you know, is incredible. Ma- Maldini and Costa Curta, I think, are his most famous. Um, um, exports. He, he's, 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 he's completely revolutionised um, uh, of sort of the longevity of players' careers. Just, but he does stuff like he says. Um, he monitors them so closely. Yeah. The milligrams of vitamins they intake. Take that's in right. Stuff. He does. Yeah. And he and he says he can. It's to the point. I mean, he's blowing his own trumpet a little bit. But oh, he I said, think that's a trumpet worth blowing. He said he can almost predict injuries before they happen. That's how he mm. you know, gets it. That is super. Yeah. Should have a look at Carnu. I was going to say. I <laughs> think he said to me that Carnu could play on until he's fifty. Yeah, <laughs> too, oh, too late. Carnu <laughs> uh, actually said that the other week, by the way. I've got to tell you boys this. Carnu um, said about two or three weeks ago, <laughs> with a little bit of a nod. I'm not 31. With, with a little bit of a nod in the wink, and he was only joking, but there's a bit of a glint in his eye. He said, I'm going to retire after the World Cup. I cannot play till I'm 50. <laughs> that's, a, that's a direct quote. Wow. Well, actually, weirdly, we were talking about um, looking at his age on Wikipedia and not believing that it was 31. And that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, but well, no, it's changed. Oh, yeah. It definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> says it 31. It now says 33 on Wikipedia. And we were, we were talking about this six months ago. That's yeah, crazy. that's true. That's true. I, I, that confused me as well when I saw mm. that. How, d- how does Wikipedia change? <laughs> <laughs> Who changes it? Well, yeah, no Carnu does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Um, no, but it's interesting. That I was asking, a friend of mine is, is Nigerian, and I was talking to her about Carnu, and I said, Carnu's uh, in his early 30s. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's ridiculous. And Marcus, please. <laughs> and she said, that, um, she said, oh, we, everybody messes around with age in, in Nigeria. She said, we all know that. She said, it, uh, about Six months ago, I found out my fiancé was two years older than what he said he was. Is that you joking? Is that serious? No, that's deadly serious. <laughs> because what happened was, he when he was um, uh, about... F- oh, how old was he? Uh, he was a bit younger. Uh, he would have been mid-teens. Uh, he said he was older to, to kind of give himself a little bit more clout to get into a team, you know, because, mm. you know, if you're a sort of an under-18 side and you look at an under-15, 14-year-old, you think, hmm. But he said he was a touch older. And to get in, and so he, he, a lot of people have a football age and a, and a, and a yeah. normal age, I suppose. It's like well, showbiz age. Well, he yeah. says that he says that he has to. Um, he says sometimes he struggles to remember which one is which. He said, but as long as you're consistent with one of them, <laughs> then people will believe it. Well, it's interesting because we had an email in from a guy called Kieran who said that. Um, his his theory on it is that um, a lot of babies in that part of the world aren't actually born in hospitals. Yeah. That's right. Um, so no, their, that's a- true, yeah. their age isn't registered at birth, and by the time they have to register their child's age for school, they may actually be eight or nine. Yeah. But they say they're four or five, so they can get into a school, and they register as being four or five years old, and that obviously knocks on to, to yeah. them in later life. Uh, he just said, I just passed on that info. I thought the Ramble Force might like to know, so thanks for that, Kieran. That's yeah, I, mean, I read about this, I think it's Rwandan, this, this rapper who's done really, really well in Africa. He's a big, big name. He doesn't know how old he is. Yeah, he's trying to find out. It's 
nuts. We had, a, we had an email um, from uh, Emmanuel uh, Tato, and he said that uh, Roger Miller, talking about the profile we did on Cameroon and, and Roger Miller the other week, he said that uh, he was African Footballer of the Year in 1976, and at that time he'd already been playing for Tonnerre, uh, one of the Cameroonian sides, for 11 years. And some, <laughs> some people think he was 29. In 1976. So in 1994, so in, in, so in, in he would have been closer to 48. Amazing. Give him, give him, give him credit. It's like I, 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 could you imagine? I just think this only adds to them. Yeah. In Croatia, some of you may have seen this story about uh, a goalkeeper called Ivan Abanovic. He was booked um, after he rescued a pitch-invading cat during a, a match in Croatia in the top flight there. Mm. Um, apparently the cat strayed onto the pitch 20 minutes into the match and uh, he picked it up and he, he put it safely by the side of the pitch um, and uh, he was booked and, and media reports and said that the uh, fans were really annoyed that he got booked for... Why do you think he rescued the cat? Was he feline generous? Oh dear. Come just, on! He just whispered what? to me, I've got a really good pun. You <laughs> lied to me! Come on! What have you got? I, I'm just trying to figure out how old Karno is in cat years, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Probably he is a cat. I wouldn't even... I would not put it past him. <laughs> Devious. Oh, no, what was the keeper meant to do, though, really? He got <laughs> broke for that. I mean, what's he going to do? He's like the cat cat. No, because on. he left the pitch. Oh, come permission. on, that's a bit What did he want to do? Just slam dunk it into the crowd? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drop kick it. Uh, it would have landed on its feet, so... Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh! Good one. The referee should have just taken time to think about it, paused for thought... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> it's not very fair, is you, it? You get oh. 10 out of 10 for that. <laughs> yeah. Punts, the lot of you. Uh. Oh, emails! Yes, it is the email section proper. Because uh, we've had a couple before, but uh, now we're going to dive in. We're mavericks to the, today, uh, aren't we? To the electronic. We're breaking pop. our own rules. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're there to be broken, yeah. James. Ask Thierry Henry. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, naughty, but nice. Uh, James, you go first. It's on that subject, funnily enough. Um, hello, Ramble Force. I'm Irish, but live in Australia, and Hi. I dislike Thierry Henry now for obvious reasons. Uh, the reason I'm mailing you is when the away leg of the game kicked off, the local time here was 4am. I had my alarm set to watch the game. Come four in the morning, I was groggy as fuck, but got up to support the cause. I felt something special would happen in the game, and when Keane scored first, I was getting confident of a result. Come half-time, I dozed off. Uh. and had a nice little dream about us winning 3-0. I woke on the sofa a few hours later and was well chuffed. I rushed around getting ready for work, and whilst in the shower, I couldn't remember who else scored. Being late for work, I had to jump in my car, still unaware of the resulting hand of Frog, and couldn't check the worldly web till I got to work half an hour later. I was pissed. Still am. So, we're not partaking in another cup. I'll try not to let it hamper my enjoyment next year. Could anyone tell me the name of that witch doctor that put a curse on Ronaldo? Steve. That's Kevin from Perth. Michelle um, Patton. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Oh, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I know what you mean, because I'm, I'm quite a deep sleeper. And I, I sometimes go through watching games late at night. It happened a bit with the Argentina-Uruguay game. Mm. Where you, sort of you thought it was a good No, no, game. that was all... Oh, I thought you meant the Argentina-Peru game. No, yeah, no, that, the, that was all really yeah. happening. Well, the Uruguay one was the, was the one really late. And I, I kept... Dreaming that things had happened, and I woke up and that hadn't actually happened. So yeah, I understand what you mean. That's gutting. We're absolutely gutting. Mm. Lukey. Um, greetings, Ramble Force. Hello. Oh, yeah. Um, that was very civilised. Mm. Um, just wanted to let you know that I love the show, and as an English football coach making his living in Los Angeles, it keeps me sane when I'm surrounded with people who know fuck all about the game. Uh, Deepex well, there. I'm surrounded it's by like them now. In the studio, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, a couple of shows ago, you were talking about um, Fergie's son, and you mentioned the incomparable Barry Fry. Barry Fry. And Barry I wanted Fry. to tell you about my own memories of the great man. This is a bit of an ongoing thing. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So anyway, I was a young eight-year-old down the local pub, my granddad says Andy. When Barry Fry was there raising money for a local charity, Barry was the manager of Birmingham City at the time and I supported fierce local rivals Aston Villa. However, my dad was a Blues fan and I wanted to get him Barry's autograph. I walked up to Mr Fry with my hand deceptively covering the Villa badge on my shirt <laughs> and asked for his autograph. However, Barry noticed my cover-up act straight away and he saw the Villa shirt and said to me, Now son, never be ashamed to show your support for your team. Just be ready to take the shit that comes with it. It's <laughs> <laughs> an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. Which I'm about to give you. Yeah. My eight-year-old eyes widened with shock. I went home, gave the autograph to my dad, told him what Barry had said and got sent to my room by, by my mum for swearing. Brilliant. <laughs> Cheers, Barry. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Andy. As he was getting marked up, I was quoting someone yeah, else. <laughs> the incomparable Barry Fry, everyone. Oh, what a character. That's, we should have an ongoing thing about Barry. Yeah, well, I think well, it's happening already, isn't yeah, it? Sort of is, yeah. It's been forced upon us. 
Poor man's Harry Redknapp. Mm. Oh, oh come, on. come on, Pete. It's your turn. Hey, what's going on, Pete? <laughs> uh, this is from a young man by the name of uh, Alex Mellows, who's a who's a Forest fan! Exclamation mark. He says as if mm. that's. Uh, the Surprising. weirdest thing in we the world. Them. Surprise me. <laughs> uh, Ramble Force. Oh! oh. Uh, dear oh. Ramble Force, I'm writing today because I'm very concerned about the state of the modern game. I'm not concerned about cheating, video evidence, or grassroots <laughs> football. I'm concerned about the death of a very important part of the game the goal celebration. That's a good point. Oh, yeah, I see where he's coming from there. Uh, this problem is especially evident at the highest levels of football the Premiership, the Champions League, and international football. I don't know if players have just fallen out of love with the game a bit, but. But celebrations seem to be dying down. We're now only left with the obvious Drogba celebration or the Ashavin. Oh, yeah, that's rubbish, that one. That should be called the Ashavin. Good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, not since Bruno Karadi uh, left the Premiership have we seen a truly innovative celebration arrangement. The Championship and below do occasionally try something a little bit different, but it lacks the class and drama of the Premier League. Snob. It- <laughs> I think the players need to take a long, hard look at themselves and make sure that goal celebrations don't be become a thing of the past. Even Robbie Keane doesn't celebrate goals anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't. That's yeah, does. true. It's uh, a rubbish celebration. Yeah, <laughs> properly annoying. What is the world coming to? Some recent Premiership favourite celebrations. Uh, Bruno Karadi, Nighting Joy Barton, I think it was. Uh, Lou Aloua's uh, flips. Uh, Henri, after uh, scoring a free kick against Wigan, looking into the camera and uh, saying, is that OK? Very oh, modern one, that Really one. French, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Henrik Pedersen, the Peacock celebration. Which well, I'm unfamiliar with. Which Karadi did a couple that were really good. He did a Street Fighter one as well. Where did he? Sort of Hadoukened a few oh, people. Yeah, like yeah, a Japanese, yeah, yeah, a right. Japanese player did it better because like, I think like quite a, f- a few players lined up and he did it to loads of them and they all fell over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Football yeah, Asia is mental. I'd advise anyone to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw one in the lower leagues, I think it was at the weekend, where, well, I can't, I, forgive me, I can't remember what team it was, but they ran over to the corner flag and one of them um, picked it up and they all did around it and made it, made it into a bench press. And he started bench pressing the corner. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's nice. Good. I'm not sure we got booked, but it's very good. But well, it's a good point. It's, a good it, point. it's weird because uh, I think I think it's Pepsi or Coke, one of the big uh, manufacturers of uh, fizzy pop. Uh, they're setting up a. Uh, it was in Private Eye a couple of couple of weeks ago that they're setting up like a website for you to vote for the favourite uh, cele- goal celebrations from the forthcoming World Cup. But you can see this this sort of PR and advertising machine oh, yeah. sort yeah. of gearing up for the World Cup and stuff. But. Um, they were sort of probably, I was sort of saying, yeah, well, that's that directly contravenes the uh, the laws of the game because you, you, you're not allowed to spend over oh, a yeah, yeah, of time celebrating. Oh yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. You get over elaborate of it, yeah. Mm. Uh, but and, and and Pepsi, oh Coke, I'm not really sure. Our official sponsors of the of the World Cup next year, but it's weird. I think the problem the problem is is that um, you get you get booked now. So I think players do get a little bit confused as to what they can do and what they can't yeah. do. They can't incite the crowd. They can't take the shirt off. They can't leave the pitch. So it does limit them a little bit. I mean, these days, I'm not sure if you boys have noticed, but the celebration seems to consist of, if it's an important goal, they dive on the floor and everyone dives on top of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else, they'll just run away, leave me alone. Leave Knee slides are big. Knee slides are quite big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kissing the badge is all too familiar. Oh, I'm not having yeah. that. Um, Emmanuel Adebayo had a memorable celebration. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah act like a prick. That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Run 80 yards to act like a prick. <laughs> Don't even just do it where you're standing. Actually make an effort. Commute to make it. Commute to, commute <laughs> to a position to act like a prick. <laughs> I used to, Ian Wright used to have some good celebrations. What, like, oh, he did the old um, Just Done It, didn't he? Mm. The old Nike one with the... Uh, he did it a goal too early. Sponsored though. historical yeah, moment. He, he did, did actually, it. yeah. Oh, my God. Now, he used to have some, some quite good ones, Ian Wright. I remember he was, was a little bit more creative. Well, you could be back then, couldn't you, in the old seat of your days? Yeah. All right, Marcus, so who is the champ man goodie bag going to? I'm going to give it to Alex Mellows. What, for the old, uh, the old celebration? Yeah, because I, I feel his pain and concern. What, for being a Forest fan? Well, <laughs> it was the way, it was the way I read it. I think. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, think yeah, I, yeah. I deserve a production credit. On yeah, that line. Alex should do- Alex should donate half the champ good man goodie bag to Pete for actually mm. giving him the best chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's profile time. Woo. And this week, it is not a footballer. <gasps> it's not even a team. <gasps> it's an award. Ooh. Ooh. May I present to you <laughs> the glorious. European golden boot. Oh, he's actually got it. It's on a cushion. It's amazing. Want <laughs> <laughs> it back? You just day. sprayed. You sprayed a trainer there, haven't you? <laughs> no, he borrowed it off Fallout. Or uh, or the European golden shoe. Mm. 
Because that's what it used to be called, right? Uh, it was called the European Golden Boot. Now it's called the uh, European Golden Shoe. Oh, okay, shoe. yeah, sure, okay. I prefer um, the old one. Well, because they play in boots. In boots yeah. no, I quite like the shoe. It sounds much more classy. It's a bit like it's got a bit. It's got a bit of um, Cinderella about it, mm. hasn't it? Well, I, see, I, see what you <laughs> I think it should be called the European Golden Slipper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the European Golden High Heel. Um, uh, if you come second, you get the golden sock. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This is the silver sock. <laughs> Should we get on with it? Yeah. It's an idea. It is an association football award which is presented to the uh, top goal scorer, um, and that's in league matches, goal scored in league matches. Um, and it's contested between uh, every uh, player who plays in the top division of every European national league. And it began um, in uh, 1967. Summer of Love. <laughs> oh, bang on. Is that why you've chosen this? I don't know. I, 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 do you know what? I didn't realise Well, it would have been awarded in, eight, in 68, presumably. It well, it was 67-68 season, but yeah. it started there for yeah, 67. Yeah, great. Super stuff. Maybe coming out of the Summer of Love. It would have been, yeah. <laughs> you know, Maybe it was done a celebration of the Summer of Love. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Um, well, Eusebio certainly thought so, because he lapped it up and he won the first one. That's already in what, there. Hard no. act to follow. Hard act to follow. <laughs> um... The award was given by uh, L'Equipe magazine. It was given to the top goal scorer. It was regardless what league it was. Now it's the rules have slightly changed, but it, whoever scored the most, as I say, Eusebio won the first one, but if you were the top goal scorer, um, as we'll go through one or two of them in, say, Cyprus or Romania, that, that you got it. You know, you can see why they changed that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, they, they, they did. Um, Rob but, Earnshaw would have won it if they'd kept that going on. <laughs> Someone like that. Eusebio won it twice, Hall of Famer, of course. Gerd Müller won it twice, as you can imagine. Another mm. Hall of Famer. Um, Dudu uh, Georgescu from Romania, he won it twice. And Fernando Gomez from Portugal won it twice too. The only Argentinian ever to have won it is Hector Yazalde, and who was playing for Sporting CP in the Portuguese League. The only Argentinian to have won this award. Um, and as a prize for the European Golden Shoe, he received a Toyota car, which he sold and shared the money with his teammates. Oh, isn't it just? Uh, he scored a hundred in his time for Sporting CP. He scored 104 league goals in 104 games. Bloody hell! He's got a bit of Samuel Eto about him then, because Eto keeps giving presents and prize to all his mates in Cameroon. Yeah, he doesn't does, he? Oh, is that right? Yeah, he gave him all a watch for qualifying for the World Cup. Yeah, ah, that's was, very, that, was that a Premier brand back in the day? Uh, the old uh, Toyota. The old Toyota. Must have been. Oh, yeah. it, it must like have been. a Ferrari. Yes, yeah, it. Yeah. Um, another interesting winner was um, a Cypriot called uh, Sotiris Kayafas, who played for AC Ammonia Nicosia. Uh, and uh, obviously the only Cypriot to win the, the gold <laughs> yeah. boot. Um, but he uh, he was quite a player um, in, in the Cypriot League. Uh, he was top scorer in seven seasons and scored uh, nearly 300 league goals. God. And he said that winning the golden boot was the happiest day of his life. Yeah, it must be incredible. He never played outside Cyprus, yeah. this guy. Yeah. You know, he put his... his, his, uh, his Self in the history books. Um, uh, Hans Krankel from Austria, a big player, he won it one year. Um, Wim Keefe in Holland. Ian oh, yeah, Rush in 83 84. Ian Rush became the first Brit and certainly the first Welshman because another Welshman has won it. We'll move on to him later. Um, Marco Van Basten, Hall of Famer. Tony Polster. Oh, I remember him, yeah. Mullet, great Mullet. That's right, yeah. Hugo Sanchez. Um, 89-90. Haristo Stoichkov. Um, well, that was when he was playing for CSK Sofia. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You see? And uh, Darko Panchev. Oh, I remember Darko, but Yugoslavian. He was, yeah. Oh, well, he, he was originally from Macedonia. He scored an absolute beauty in the World Cup in 1990. And now he only got his award... He only received his golden boot in 2006. Why? 15 years after winning it. And that was when he scored uh, 34 goals in the 1990-1991 to season. He was denied the award because at the time, um, the Cypriot FA was saying, no, no, one of our players, a player in one of our leagues scored 40 goals, he should get it. And it was a massive controversy because I think the two top scorers in that year only scored like sort of 19, 20 goals. It was almost Mm. like they were trying to shamelessly pinch the award. That's outrageous. (laughs) Yeah, so it's very, very odd. It's um, probably the only bit of credit they got, Cyprus, to be be fair to them. Well, since uh, Kafaias. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Want it back. That's it, yeah. So uh, uh, eventually in 2006, uh, Michel Platini um, presented Darko Panchev the award. So so that the the European uh, Golden Boot actually stopped kind of then in in its uh, original form. Because of the, this controversy, um, but between '91 and '96, Adidas continued uh, to present the award, and in that time, uh, Ali McCoist won the award back to back. Wow! 
Um, he was an absolute goal machine. He was. He was. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time a, a Scotsman had won the award, and uh, as I say, he repeated it a, a year later. And that was despite breaking his leg against Portugal for Scotland in April, when he missed the last seven matches of the season. <laughs> wow. he still was on top. It's like the old boy Marco Negri at Rangers when he did that. Yeah. Oh, he missed well, half yeah. a season. He's still back. He's still top scorer, wasn't he? He was incredible. Yeah, yeah. he scored thirty-one goals in I think. By first. Christmas or something. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, after McCoy, David Taylor, who played in the Welsh league, he <clears> won it at forty-three. Goals, and a, and uh, a year later um, from the Georgian league, um, Zavayed um, Endelatse he won it with forty goals that season. I don't want to be elitist. I think yeah, you can. Be. I think but, you're going to be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you can't. I, I know it gives a bit, bit of credit without being patronised. It gives a bit of credit to players who play in sort of less less than prominent leagues. But you can't be having European golden boots going to sort of Welsh league players and stuff. Paul from no. the dog. Yeah, no disrespect. <laughs> That's his club. Paul yeah. from the dog. Well, exactly. In that period, OK, McCoy was a good player. Uh, and David Taylor and, and the other two, whose names I won't try and pronounce again. <laughs> um, yeah, th- I think that was... That was when, as I say, Adidas were presenting the award, and, that, and I think that was when people were having a bit of a rethink on, on how this award should be won. So in 1996, the um, European sports magazines uh, have awarded the uh, the European Golden Shoe based on a point system, of mm. course, that um, allows players to win in tough, who are playing in tougher leagues, even if they score fewer goals. Than didn't players like, didn't you have to in the weaker league. Isn't like a Scottish league only worth like half a point now? Well, that's still right. One, yeah, well, yeah. you know, the, the leagues are divided into three groups according to strength, and attached to each group is a quotient uh, by which the number of goals is multiplied to obtain the player's rating. Mm. And uh, it's to do with uh, the UEFA rankings on each league, results of the league clubs in European competitions over the previous five seasons. So goals scored in the top five leagues, according to UEFA lists, are multiplied by two. Goals scored in the leagues ranked six to twenty-one uh, are multiplied by one point five. So um, you know, a goal in Serie A is going to be more than a goal in the Armenian league. Yeah, mm. clearly. Uh, so with that in mind, it's um, good to apply those to, to games. <laughs> You'd have like, some crazy scores. Well, with that in mind, who pops up to win the the first golden boot of, of the new ilk? What year? Ninety-six, ninety-seven. Henrik Larsson. No. Ronaldo. Oh, oh, of course it is. Uh, the real Ronaldo. That's Doris. right, yeah. Um, a year later, Nikos Maklas, um, playing in the Dutch league, uh, Greek play, he won it. And then we have Mario Jardel. Oh, he's, um, yeah. Jardel used to score so many headers, it was unbelievable. He was, mm. he was a great player. He was in the he, Portuguese league, wasn't he? He was so close to signing for Rangers. Oh, was he? Yeah, he pretty much was well, all he, done. He went deal. to Bolton for a bit, didn't he? he right did, at he, the end of his career. Fat there, he fair. was yeah. fat, yeah. He was a bit fat there. In 99-2000, Kevin Phillips won it. Of course, yeah, he scored loads in that season, didn't he? That's right, thirty yeah. goals. Um, and, well, actually, in the same season, uh, in the same season, Mario Jardel scored thirty-eight goals. But because of the points, Portuguese league don't count as much. Exactly. Mm. Um, so yeah, Phillips won it. A year later, Henrik Larsson of, of Celtic, of course, won it. And, uh, Which is that's a real achievement. That is, yeah. oh, it's an incredible achievement. That is. They should give more points for like the type of goal it is as well. <laughs> like, if it's an amazing like left foot overhead kick. You get like four points. Or if it was just like a tap in, you only get like half a point. You've all got like three golden boots. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. More than he genuinely needs to wear. (laughs) Well, Henrik Larsson just pipped um, Hernan Crespo. Crespo had 52 points, but uh, Larsson had (laughs) 52.5. Ooh. So uh, he became the first player from the Scottish League since McCoy to have, to have won it there. Henri yeah, has won it. Uh, Roy Mackay from the Holland. Oh, I remember Roy Mackay. Mm. Yeah, um, Diego Forlan's won it twice, most recently as well. Yeah, Diego mm. Forlan's been carrying Atletico Madrid for the last two years. Well, he is actually the current holder. Um, 32 goals and 33 appearances, and he also equalled um, Prudencio Sanchez's uh, 1940 to 41 club record. That was for Atletico Madrid. So I drop a little bit of That's nice. extra knowledge nice in there. One, yeah. Um, and, and also Diego Forlan as well was the first player to score 30 uh, league goals or more in a La Liga season since um, Ronaldo scored 34 in the 97 season in, when he won the, the golden for, for himself yeah. and, he, um, and Samuel Eto finished second in La Liga scoring records mm. and for the, the European they were having like season. a shootout towards the end of that season yeah, it, was it was getting really it? really Sort of intense. Absolutely, and uh, Luca Toni also won it recently. Uh, Francesco Totti uh, won it as well. He might win it this year. Well, he's he's doing very well, but it's incredible, really, um, because the the previous year Totti won the European Golden Boot. He'd um, 
had a real bad injury on his ankle and everyone had uh, written him off and he said a year ago everyone was writing me off saying that I was finished and I'm only in the national team on reputation but the criticism brought me luck because now <clears throat> I went on to win the World Cup and became top goal scorer and won the Coppa Italia and the Golden Shoe. What's more, I've won the Golden Shoe on the 17th of June exactly six years after winning the Scudetto with Roma. It was meant to be. Not like he's no. looking too much into it. No. <laughs> I don't, don't want to have a pop-up Totti because he's a superb footballer. I know they play a slightly different um, formation for the national side but he's never been prolific for Italy. No, he hasn't. No. Uh, and... and Actually, I don't think he probably. I don't think he will win it this year, the Golden Boot, because sure. um, because he's um, a lot of his goals will come in Europe. I think. Sure, I, and also we must mention that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo just before Forlan won it uh, the, the latest time he won it as well with thirty-one goals. So well, that was equal in the that's equal in a, a thirty-eight game season Premier League record as well with Alan Shearer. Mm. Well, well, and since this uh, the new point system uh, came about, actually it's, it was in ninety-eight, ninety-nine that Mario Jardel with seventy-two points is the highest points tally. So far, and that's in the Portuguese league. So a wonderful achievement. Then. Yeah, definitely. That was with Who do we think is going to win it this season? Then, who are we going for? <coughs> well, the, the Nuge, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, not, without being funny, you know, Jermaine Defoe. He's got a shout. Eleven already. He could do it. I mean, I'd could be surprised it. if he kept it up. Well, I mean, when Ronaldo gets fit again, he's flying. He's got tons of goals already. So you know, he's, he's always going to be a candidate. I'd like to see Zlatan win it. That would be nice. I would as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would destroy the near fev. Yeah, it would. No, it wouldn't. Nothing <laughs> will. They just will not have it, will they? I'd quite like to sort of have uh, like a golden boot, like a left boot and a right boot for strike partners. <laughs> That'd be really good. But you'd have to choose which one that the teams would like, want to put through, I guess. And, and maybe a golden headband for the person who scored the most headers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, golden gloves for the most clean sheets. You get, you get yeah. golden gloves already. And these these players should have to wear golden things in the next season. <laughs> this has all gone mental. <laughs> like the like the yellow jersey in the Tour de France. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. The that'd golden be, jersey. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, it would be completely weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, in comes European golden boot slash shoe. <laughs> now, who do you fancy it in the Dean Windows Hall of Fame to take that? There's a lot of competition. Surely Bishkan's going to. Oh yeah, yeah. your Sabre's already won it. No, maybe we can kick it at D-back like uh, Alex Ferguson did. <laughs> <laughs> D-back's not in there. Cheeky. He's yeah. not in there. Pele's in there through the cosmos. He, he could <laughs> be yeah. out there. Do you know who I think? Who? Matthew Letizio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. I oh, know, Windass himself. Wind- there you go, there you talk. <laughs> Windass and Dublin can share it. Because <laughs> Windass will just keep on playing. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the football ramble for another week. Um, it's been lovely having you. Uh, Luke, I believe you've got a notice. Yeah, I just wanted to update some people about them Christmas drinks, um, because that's become a little bit more official now. Now so many people said they wanted to come, which is great. Um, it's going to be at the King's Arms, which is 27 Wormwood Street, London, EC2M for Mother 1RP. The nearest tube is Liverpool Street. Um, it's going to be starting at 3pm, and we'll watch a bit of football, we'll have a few drinks, few little competitions there'll be chances to win some stuff it'll be going on to 11pm but I do need to say that as a capa- the bar only has a certain amount of capacity obviously now quite a lot of people have said they want to come so if you- I can't stress this enough if you're coming from a long way away you really need to come early you can't- otherwise I don't want people to be disappointed none of us do mm. um, I'm sure it won't be as busy as, as we think but if it is we don't want people to miss out, so do make it as early as you can. And if you want to pop in and pop out and chance your arm, um, that's fine. You can do that, um, and hopefully you'll be able to come along as well. Um, now, the other thing we've got to say is that it's unfortunately due to licensing laws by the government, which has nothing to do with us. Um, all Not yet. People are emailing and complaining about that. You have to be 18 to go in to, to drink in the pub. You have, to be 18, you have to be 18 at least to come. There's nothing we can do about it. It's just the way it is. Um, we wouldn't condone anyone under the age of 18 coming along, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, but hopefully, to see, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you there. James? Uh, yes, if you would like to buy yourself a Dean Windass Hall of Fame t-shirt, you can do so by clicking on the banner on the top of our website, which will take you to Cult Zeros, where you can get all kinds of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Be great for Christmas. I will do. Pete? And yeah, if you've got any gambling to do, go to betway.com <laughs> forward slash the football ramble. Uh, you do all, do all, just do all your betting there. Do all your Christmas betting. Or, or, <laughs> Thinking that- of buying your dad a bet for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> A cheeky round robin or a Heinz, 57 bets. I used to work in a betting shop. Oh. <laughs> a mate of mine used to work in a betting shop and he, he once put in the window Middlesbrough 6, Everton 3, Frank Quadru to score first. <laughs> he, he tied up the odds and put that in the window. How much was it? Oh, Christ. A no. billion. <laughs> Attractive odds, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Not as good as the odds at betway.com, though. <laughs> Marvellous. Say goodbye, Luke. 
I'm in the middle of drinking a bit of water, but goodbye. Say goodbye, James Jim. Bye! And say goodbye, Pete. Bye. We're all off to be the new Eddie Murphy. Trying desperately thinking of puns of Eddie Murphy. Oh films. shit! Yeah, <laughs> a boo here, a meringue. A boo here, a meringue. Boo a meringue. Yeah, <laughs> a boo a meringue's excellent, but it makes me think of meringue. Yeah. So it, it, if it's written down, it'll work. <laughs> Good. Let's write it down. What about um, ch- um, coming to America? The Nutty Defender. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better. The one. Nutty Defender. Yeah. Um, what about um? um Trade trading careers places with, <laughs> with the right back <laughs> trading fullbacks yeah um, these are terrible yeah. Doctor Doolittle in the centre of the fence oh, oh. <laughs> Doctor Doolittle at the back <laughs> that's such promise as well it did it's really worse than Fernando it. Porridge yeah. <laughs> nothing's worse it's worse than hand chinagore of Hesselin what chin what. Ha, it's, uh, it's footballers <laughs> who, are part, who are parts of the body. Right. Jan Venegor of Hesseling. Hand chin. Hand chinagor of Hesselim. Should we get on this? <laughs> Bruce yeah. Gobbler. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's Thank a good one. You. you had hands back as well. That's a good one. Well, it's already done. Yeah. But well, he's not a footballer, though. You've got to do anything. But he's been involved within the game. Yeah. Alan Sheeria. Diego Maradona kebab. <laughs> Do you hear that? Alan Shearer. Diego Maradona kebab, anyone? Mm. Not part of the body. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.